Hey, Desperate. <laughs> hey, Desperate Housewives super fans. I am so sorry we're late. It's been a journey to get here. We've had quite the week. Summer and I are recording together again in LA right now. An undisclosed location in Los Angeles. <laughs> undisclosed Jesse Metcalf's house. <laughs> or in your walls, Jesse. <laughs> Just kidding. We're kidding. Don't worry. We're mostly Jesse kidding. He's not listening. He's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have quite the episode in store for you today. Yeah, you guys. Desperate Housewives super fans. Um, Summer, okay. Welcome back to We Know What You Did. It makes us sick. We're going to guys are in the North Hollywood area and you want to see us perform, come to the Oaks tonight. By the time this comes out, we'll probably be there. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> this might be a little ambitious of us, but we're delusional, but Summer's going to be back here in October and we want to do a meetup. <laughs> Christy, all of our fans are international. So if you are in the LA area, give us a shout, let us know where you are. And we will be in your walls. The um, only people listening to this podcast right now are in England and Belgium and Australia and whatnot. Well, then we're going to have to go there. That's fine with me. We'll catch you guys down under. We'll be there in a month, lovies. Wait, you should try I'll be there in a month, mate. <gasps> Honestly, I will. Okay, guys, if you're in Sydney, <laughs> if you can let's be in talk. the Sydney area. If you're going to be at the Delta Goodrum concert in Sydney, <laughs> let me know because I'll be there. Okay, Summer, what was your moment, your highlight moment of desperation this week? I am in Los Angeles, which means moment to moment is desperation for me. I came out here for sketch comedy performances, as you know. Feels with, like it was a lifetime ago. It does. It, this week has actually been going quite slow. I told you that. But getting out here was kind of a harrowing journey, and it shouldn't have been. I had to wake up earlier than I ever have before for my flight to get here. And I had a connecting flight. So I was waking up about 3.30. Also guys, right at the time Summer was waking up for her flight, I was singing Seven Things by Miley Cyrus at karaoke. Because there's a three hour time difference. So while Christy was living it up at karaoke, I was schlepping into an Uber to get to LaGuardia at an ungodly hour. No place outside of New York feels real to me. That's, I get that. Like when I hear about like restaurants and bars outside of New York and LA, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Right. If it's not Saddle Ranch Chop House. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Is it, is it even a real place? I do think my major moment of desperation overlaps with yours at Disneyland. <laughs> because I have now wronged myself twice in the same way. Space Mountain said it was a 40 minute wait the second go round. Yeah. And this is exactly what happened the last time where it said 40 minutes and it almost immediately turned into something bigger than us, something much larger than that. And I turned to you standing in that line. I, I was not feeling good. <laughs> I was feeling each of my bones. Yes. Disneyland <laughs> will do that to you. And I said, 
Christy, I know this is my fault, but in my defense, I really wanted to go on the ride. Didn't make any sense. No, it made perfect sense. What was your moment of desperation? I think my moment of desperation was being in Disneyland on no sleep. Yeah. Um, and by 9.30, and you guys, I love Disney. Every time I'm there, I want I don't want to leave until it's closing. I wanted to go home by like 8.30. I was like, I'm, I need to go to bed. I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. But nobody else would let me leave. But you set the precedent. So I know that when I'm going to Disney with you, I should expect to rally until midnight or till That closing. is true. And... I think it's just karma for all the times I've forced people to run around when they were tired because I did not want to be there. So when you guys had to go off and do Indiana Jones for the second time, there was like no, no part of me that wanted to be on a ride. Yeah. So I just kind of like walked around Main Street as an NPC, eating popcorn, phone dead. Yes, yes. Just thinking about being at home. That happened way too quickly. That brings us to you guys. Okay. This is this is a collective moment of desperation, but we can't actually say much about it. We have a story. It. So we went to Jesse Metcalf's party last week. It was called like honoring the icons of Hollywood or something. Yes. I didn't have a single name on that list. None of I none of them were icons of Hollywood. <laughs> I Jesse was is you know he was there, but uh, we, every, we knew his name. One of the other icons was the guy who was DJing the party, so that was really. Seth. Seth. Shout he out really Seth. Nice. He was lovely. I wonder if he's listening. He said he was going to, but he probably forgot about us. <laughs> On this podcast, we want to be very careful about what and how we are expressing our experiences and our opinions through storytelling and just sharing what we have done together, especially over the last month since we started, but just in general. And we don't want anything to get picked up and twisted when we are the only ones who actually know what we've done, what we've experienced. Yes. We don't want this podcast to be like a soundbite picked up for the wrong reasons talking about a celebrity. I'm going to tell you something. Do okay. you remember in the Scooby-Doo 2 movie? No. Okay. No, hear me out. Hear me out. The Scooby-Doo 2 movie, when they are picking up sound bites and Freddie is getting interviewed and he goes, I know, <laughs> I know what you want me to do. You want me to say, I think cool's <laughs> Wait, wait. Freddie goes, I know what you want me to say. You want me to say, I think Coolsville sucks. <laughs> and then on the TV, like on the news later, it's just the clip of him going, I think Coolsville sucks. <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's what's going to happen to us. No, it's my favorite scene. That's what's going to happen. That was playing at the Oaks when I was performing seven things. Um, yeah, so we're going to start our Patreon, and we will give you every single detail because we'd rather have this information for our loyal listeners rather than something that could be picked up. And I just want to add, so then we can tell you all the tea, positive exactly. and negative. We, we really want to share this story Believe me, we want to explain what happened and how we felt about it, but we want to do so in a proper way that reflects who we are and not come across as anything other than what we are. Yeah. That being said, what we will tell you is we met Jesse Metcalf at his magazine party and it was quite the experience. We talked to some of his friends. For all the time I've spent in West Hollywood, 
that might have been the most interesting. Definitely fascinating. It was a really, we had, a, we talked to him for a little while, actually. We did. We, we conversed. We had a conversation. <laughs> well, it, it was less of a conversation. And we weren't used to being the listeners. <laughs> Maybe we should just get into the episode. Let's get into the episode, kids. I don't know what's going to be viable of anything I just said in the last, like, nine minutes. She said a whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. You know how I said I needed a smoothie today? Yeah. Like, I actually feel sick to my stomach. I, Why? Because I have a horrible diet. Well, yeah. You you do. <laughs> no. Okay. You know, you know my stomach never hurts. You know I never have a headache. My body feels pretty good most of the time. That's nice. You know, I eat really well, too. But is your heart <laughs> happy? Yes. I feel just even since last night, because when I went to 7-Eleven on the way back from the Dodgers game, I got not one, not two, but three snacks. One of which, they? well... One was a cheese stick because I always get a cheese stick. Like that's that's fine, that's base. That's my I, I like a cheese stick base. That's like bottom of the pyramid, the food pyramid. Yeah. Okay. But you know, like when you go to Chipotle or you know you get your your bowl at any dig in or whatever, they're yeah. like, "What's your base?" For me, it's cheese Got stick. And <laughs> <laughs> my main was the taquito. When I go to Air One and I get the buffalo cauliflower, kelp noodles, <laughs> and gluten-free mac and cheese. There are two types of people. Yeah. The Libra diet, I guess. <laughs> Any fellow Libras out there, do you eat poorly? Do you like <laughs> do you like kid cuisine or <laughs> lunchables? How are we? on the go-go squeeze front. But like your body can only, like you're getting a little old now. You know, you, you your body can't handle Jeez. this. <laughs> like you're good at 21, you know? You can <laughs> Just saying. You're getting a little old now is probably <laughs> up, like top five of worst things you've ever said to me. Like I used to eat like that as a teenager. So and in college a little. Well, college, I feel like there's there's room for college. I was frappuccino lemon loaf. Yeah. And now I'm like, mm. people actually called you that behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> there goes frapp lemon loaf. <laughs> yeah, I have algebra with frapp lemon loaf. <laughs> that lemon loaf. particularly sour today. <laughs> Christy and I went to college together. By 
case anybody didn't know. I think they some people can pick up pick up on context clues. Mm. You're not one of them. <laughs> some people can. <laughs> oh no! Wait, can I just tell you? Obviously, we were watching Desperate Housewives when we were like little kids, and Liz was telling me the other day that we were watching an episode together once, and they made like a, a dick joke, and I was like, "What does that mean? I don't understand." And Liz, Liz was just like. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like she didn't, <laughs> she didn't bother to explain it, but she knew full well what it was. She was born with knowledge. Yeah, like she was born with the frontal lobe. I think she was also telling me. I don't think she'll mind if I say this. Her dad handed her a copy when she was like ten years old of um, Interview with a Vampire, which is like gay vampire erotica. <laughs> and he was like, read this. I think you'll like oh, it. What? And she was she, 10? Yeah. So I said to Liz, do you think he thought he was giving you my babysitter's a vampire starring Caroline Ray? Okay, guys, we're going to get into the episode. So episode seven, this episode is called Anything You Can Do. Still don't really understand why. Anything you can do, I can do. Sure. So we start off, Martha Hoover's back, and she's got one-sided beef with Bree, who's just being perfect, living her life. She's just good at everything, and Martha's so upset that her yard doesn't look like hers. A man passes out on her lawn, and Martha puts him in a little wheelbarrow and puts him in Bree's um, flowers, so the ambulance will destroy her lawn. She is once again... Martha Hoover giving Dolores umbrage because that yeah. is such a Slytherin thing to do. It is. It's very self-important. It's very, what's in it for me? It is very, what's in it for me? You're right. <laughs> Bree's like, oh my god, my flowers are destroyed. Then we get to the Wisteria Lane book club. I wrote that Susan is so me for real because she wrote on her calendar date with Mike and like circled it in a big red marker and when I used to date, I would always do that. Like I would put it on my calendar and get all excited. And I would mm -hmm. like, right, like date with so-and-so. But then I realized that every time I wrote that, they would end up canceling. Oh, <laughs> so I stopped doing it. Yeah. And in the epic, well, we'll get there, but it's just interesting. Interest. Okay. Right. Wow. I just can't believe we're seven episodes in and they haven't gone on a first date yet. <laughs> Susan has to explain what she learned of Zach to all of the girls at the book club. Oh, yes. So she's telling them what she and Julie saw. I also wrote that Brie looks so pretty, but that wasn't about Zach. That was just, just an observation. Gorgeous. Yeah, very pretty. And then also we cut to Paul. He's trying to figure out who sent that note. And the PI is fully a killer. This is going to be a spoiler callback. When he was saying, it's whatever, whoever poisoned somebody with antifreeze. That's like a huge plot point for yeah. for Paul in a, in a few seasons is Felicia. Yeah. So that must be Mark Cherry's second favorite way to kill people. We have to start ranking Mark Cherry's favorite ways to kill off yes. characters. Yeah. So I right, think Carr is number one. Though. Oh, Carr like, is very beyond number one. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I love this episode. I'm so, I'm very excited about this one. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting because that happens later. In the next scene, we see Tom Scavo shocked that his house is clean for once because he is accustomed to living in filth because he never makes any effort to clean his home. 
and he compares Lynette to Brie and immediately regrets it, as he should. Like, they're not the same. Brie loves being a homemaker. Yes. Lynette loves being the opposite of that. Yes. Lynette is a working girl. Exactly. And he's trying to... Tom Scavo is trying to turn turn his wife into Brie Bandicam. And it's like, she could only be so lucky because <gasps> Brie's perfect and amazing. Tom that's Scavo. Not what he, that's not what he married. He would love Stepford. Oh, my God. Tom Scavo and Rex married the wrong woman. Rex should have married Lynette, and Tom should have married Bree. Wait, okay, so we're doing a fanfic. I'm actually adding it to the list right now. Okay. This is called Wife Swap. <gasps> yes. Right? Right? The Swingers. The, the swing Swingers. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then also, I think for the Patreon, yeah. you and I should act out scenes from our fanfics. No. No, 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 no. Like, for money. Oh, Okay. As long as money's involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I said Lynette's kind of emasculating him, but he deserves it. Oh, I have that note a lot, but I also oh, have yeah. a note that says, I hate Tom, with a question mark. No, he's he's bad in this episode. And then Lynette is out of her ADHD meds, so she's like, oh my god, I can't do these things anymore. She's a she's fully addicted to pills at this point. <laughs> then we get to uh, Mama Solis keeping an eye on John. I, I did write that the red cell phone shot looks so good from a cinematic standpoint. Yeah, no, that was cool. Oh, and you get two of them. That and was just cool. a really great way to end the scene. cinematography in this show was Chef's Kiss. Yes. So Juanita calls John from Gabby's red cell phone when Gabby like gets in the shower or something. Mm-hmm. She's just not in the room. And John picks up, and that's how Juanita is able to confirm that John is indeed the person that Gabby is having her affair with. Yes, but before this also he's he's on the phone with Gabby saying that he's going to the movies with Danielle. Right. Because he's like, we can't do this anymore. Like, I have to date younger, my age. And Gabby's like, absolutely not. This is my teenager. Then we get to Rex and Bree in a meeting with the principal. Andrew may face expulsion. I wrote slay. Because he's bullying people at school. I also thought it was hilarious. I forgot so many of the jokes in this show. Yeah. But Bree was like, Maybe he should shove your head into a locker to Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and he should. Yeah, because Rex is like, oh, well, there's problems at home. Like, go easy on him. And Brie was like, no, our problems have nothing to do with him. Like, she is my, like, that's a good mom. She's raising her kids right. And they're just, they have too much Rex DNA. Yeah, they really do take after their father. Yeah. They just start yapping, screaming at each other. And then Rex drops in the middle of this meeting in front of the principal. I am going to file divorce papers and I have a really good lawyer. And Bree's like, he better be good because I'm going to take you for all your worth. Like, are you This woman does not want to get divorced. Yeah. Bree does not want to. He's threatening her after she's been putting in so much work. I have a chill. Yeah, you should. She's been putting in so much work. And then he goes... I'm divorcing you and I am a great boy. It's like, why? Just be a little kinder to her. You're yeah. messing up this woman's life because you're a selfish, horrible man. I think that a different writer took him on every week because that's hilarious. He's just, he has a different stance every single week. One week he's no, we're definitely getting divorced. The next week, oh, let's get dinner. And I think, I don't think he had a set writer. Right. Is all I'm going to say. Um, 
Then we get to Julie parenting Susan again. Yeah, she's telling her, you better use protection. She's getting ready for a date. She looks gorgeous. And then we cut to Mike. He's also getting ready for his date. He looks really good. <laughs> That's my only note. Mike looks good. <laughs> That's, <what I'm> <laughs> That's my only note for that shot. His mic looks oh. so good. <laughs> but then this beautiful woman shows up at his door. Kendra. She's my nemesis. I have a lot to say about Kendra. I have so much to say about Kendra. I was really studying Open her this up time. the safe. Christy's got a lot to say. That's a song. Then, like, we don't know who Kendra is. She just shows up at the party. Do you... I just showed up at your party. Will you have me? Will you want me? Um, then don't you think... What? Let me ask you. Okay. Don't you think that they bring in a lot of tiny side characters. Yeah. There are so many people on this show. Yes. No, I think that's also just a testament to the 22 episode seasons. Yeah. They could, and such as such an ensemble cast, they could throw so many people in there, but also, you know what I was, you're, I think it's also because of the recaps, but I would never be lost. That's exactly somebody what I was is. going to say. Yes. I feel like now it's, and, and even in college we were taught like, yeah. you don't have more than this many characters. Yeah. It's like, I could follow it back then. I could follow them. And I think it's because they bring them in. And if they're going to bring somebody in later, it's not going to be some random side character. It's like, it's going to be a prominent random side yeah. character who is yeah. just like, oh my God, I remember this person rather than like now on these TV shows, they'll bring, some, bring somebody on for the shock value. And it's like, I don't remember anything about this person actually. Right. So. In the next scene, we see Edie giving realtor Barbie. She looks amazing. She is. She looks great. And Susan's rude to her. Susan <laughs> walks across the street also looking beautiful. Naturally. And she brags to um, to Edie about going on a date with Mike. And she's Goes, like, we kiss. FYI. FYI. <laughs> she literally tucks her hair. <laughs> FYI. She's giving to Debbie, Debbie Ryan, Ryan yeah. <laughs> If Kendra and Mike are just friends, like, we know the relationship. We know they're just doing, like, shady things. Yeah. Why was it that every move Kendra made was to make it look like she she was, like, hooking up with Mike? Everything she did. Yeah. Like, when she, like, got to the car and she was, like, getting her stuff out. She was, like, sticking her leg and her butt out. It's like Kendra. And listen, I, I, I respect women's rights and wrongs. But, like, Kendra... Kendra. You can. Kendra. Why wouldn't you just like straight up say, hi, Susan. Oh my God. I know you guys are about to go on a date. Trust me. Nothing going yes, on Yes. Like why on. couldn't they just say that from the get go? Like Mike didn't say, specify who she was. He goes, this is Kendra. She's going to be staying with me. Mike made me mad this episode. Yeah. Like, and come he on. does that so rarely. Usually rarely. that's Tom's thing. Yeah. I was like, you would need to communicate a little bit better here. I wrote Mike owes Susan an explanation and I hate him in this moment. More than just like. I couldn't. I still couldn't. Mike is one of those oh. people I can't. What? My last note about this scene is Christy is Edie and I'm Susan. Why? Because they're just kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a frenemies episode for them. Oh, in the whole episode? Yeah. I get that, yeah. Well, <laughs> ten years of friendship and we're still frenemies. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, Christy and I realized at Disneyland that we hadn't had a fight in a while. <laughs> So we found a reason to make one. <laughs> yeah, we usually would have probably like a bot, a fight every year and a half, maybe. Yeah, like biannual. Biannual. But now that I've moved, it just works out. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done this 
long time ago. I tried. <laughs> yeah, Susan has her walk of shame back, and like she tries to hide from Evie, and she goes, Mike had to cancel. And Evie goes, Anything, does it have anything to do with the beautiful woman sitting <laughs> <in my house? laughs> No, Edie can be a real you know what, but her lines, her but zingers. When the two zing. of them team up, it's my favorite yes. thing. Like when yes. they're, I hate it when they're against each other because they're so much better together. Yes, they are stronger together. <laughs> also, Edie is Paul's realtor right now, and he thinks now that she's the blackmailer because she had the stationery that. That was given to Mary Alice. That's really important. We can't yes. lose over this. I wrote a note. So he literally has a hit on our Edie Britt. A hit on Miss Britt. A hit on Britt. A hit on Britt. How dare you put a hit yeah. out on Britt. <laughs> we'll be at the Uncas tonight. <laughs> but I did write that Paul finds the purple paper. And it seems so obvious now. Even if you haven't seen the show before, I feel like this is the biggest giveaway in the world. Of who it actually is? Yeah. Really? I If I didn't know, I don't think I would have figured it out yet. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought it was Edie, though. Like, Edie's not the type to do, do she all that. She just has better things to do. Yeah. Like, Edie has a life. She does. My next note for the next scene is that Gabby wants to sponsor the brainless Danielle <laughs> for a modeling school so that she can get her out of the way of John. What I think is so funny about this, like not only is she sending away a teenage girl who she finds is a threat to her teenage lover, but it's her best friend's daughter. Yeah. But she's like, you're out, you're going to New York City. <laughs> it, uh, that is a hilarious storyline when you think about it. Yeah. And I think Eva was supposed to be, I, saw, I like she's supposed to be playing a little older. Like she's 29 yeah. playing maybe like 35. I don't even think that old. She's the youngest of all the housewives. She is, but I think they're all, I think like, she's, like, 31. Yeah, like, she's younger playing older. John is Jessie older playing younger. Yeah. Older playing younger, yeah. And then we have Lynette, desperate for more ADHD meds. And I was really, we were really kind of exhausted yesterday, so I wrote, I wish I had some right now. <laughs> <laughs> we were so tired watching yeah. this show. Uh, yeah, I had nothing. We were very nonverbal yesterday. Like, we had a lot of technical difficulties. Thank God. Because this podcast, if we did it yesterday, we'd be like, hey, yeah. guys. <laughs> we'd be like our episode one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'd be like, okay. We, every few minutes, it would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Lynette goes to Jordana, who is a fellow parent from Brian, Brian, Briarcliff, Barcliff, Barcliff. But Jordana is like, ooh, sorry, bestie, I need those meds for me because I need, <laughs> what's it for me? <laughs> <laughs> She's basically, Jordana is putting herself first. I can't even be mad at that. Yeah. But now Lynette is in quite the pickle. Then we get to Rex and Breer telling the kids about the divorce. They don't care at all. Danielle's just sitting there brushing her hair. She said, 181. 182, 183. I will say, did you notice in this scene, Brie has a glass of white wine, mm -hmm. and people came for us on our TikTok. Yeah. Brie, Brie, I thought Brie, about that. Brie, 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 Brie. I thought about that, you guys. So frustrating. We are watching Desperate Housewives from the beginning. We don't have to tell our lovely listeners they know, but just go into our TikTok comments and fight for us. <laughs> fight. <laughs> because 
like obviously you've seen the show a million times, but it's like we're doing it from the perspective of season one. Our knowledge right now we have is what we're watching. Yeah. So our little like fun little TikToks are gonna be corresponding with that. And people are like, Marie doesn't drink. But also <laughs> in later seasons, she does serve alcohol at her dinner parties yeah. because she's aware of like other people drinking. So it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, she's very considerate, unlike yeah. others. Unlike her son Andrew. Who is being such a jerk? Andrew and hurts her. I wrote wants to live in a swill hole with Rex instead of getting his <laughs> decent meals in a big house. Like he's what? What has Brie ever done to him? Yeah. What's in it for? What's in it? What's in it for <laughs> Andrew? Because he he lives in a big, beautiful house. He wants to live in a motel with his deadbeat dad, who <laughs> orders Taco Bell knockoff, probably Del Taco. Uh, take that back. I love Del Taco. Try to eat Del Taco. I haven't had it this trip. Love to get it. Yeah. Well, I, I also haven't gotten Oaks. Jack in the Box yet this trip. I also haven't had Mendo. Like, I'm really falling behind. We can get, let's get Mendo for lunch after this. No, because we're getting CPK for dinner. I, I can't do two big meals in a day. Let's do Mendo tomorrow. It's a salad. That was what I had planned. No. I don't get the salad. <laughs> <laughs> what do you get at Mendocino Farm? Andrew is like trying to break Bree's heart, and Danielle's just sitting there brushing her hair. <laughs> she and even Bree's like, Danielle, is is that what you want to live with your father? Danielle goes, I really don't care. <laughs> like they are so un. <laughs> no, it makes you wonder unfazed. how they grew up this way. Yeah, when they had Bree for a mother, even if Rex is their father, there should be some kind of balance there. I would think. Yeah. But I just think it's funny that Rex is so – Rex is a doctor. He should have the capability to stay in a, in a nice motel or, like, a That's Marriott. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is – all their money is, has to be from Bree's family because yeah. why, why didn't he get an apartment? Why is he staying in a motel? Right, right. Maybe he, like, grew up really, really rich and then – went to, where did we decide they went to school? Vanderbilt? Vassar, Vassar, Vassar. Vassar. Okay, so they went to a really nice school. Then at that time, they probably moved in together and like got a house right after college. So he's probably never like had that like sense of struggle. So he's cosplaying as poor? <laughs> he's cosplaying as Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. He's like, I never <laughs> got to experience being poor. So that's what he wants to do. <laughs> so he's like, Brie, take all my credit cards, everything. Like, I don't, I want to live on as as like less as possible he said minimalist yeah for real <laughs> exactly we see mike and kendra again and she's talking to him about his father yeah so we're seeing as viewers that there is nothing going on between them right and of course when maybe kendra secretly loves mike because who does when it's just the two of them yeah like i don't blame her when it's just the two of them she's acting normal you can tell there's nothing but anytime she's around Susan, she has to get her little paws on him. She's not a girl's girl. She is not a girl's girl. I wrote that they're doing a really good job of setting up Mike's mystery right now. Yes. Because we got like a little sprinkling of it in the yes. other episodes. But now we're starting to Because they didn't really focus on it before because I think they were like, as viewers, we first and foremost want you to love Mike. Right. And not find him shady. You, we want to root for him. Even right. If he turns out to be doing something bad. In the next scene, Lynette lies to Susan, and she's like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. And they're going through the 
garage sales sale stuff, yeah. right? And they find the Dana blanket. All right, are you ready to say it with me? Dana was a baby. <laughs> I mean, at some point, Dana would have had to have been a baby. Wait, so why are they? St yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What if Dana just grew up? What if this happened to be Dana's baby blanket? What if Dana was 30? What if Dana was a teenager of some kind? What if Dana was an adult who kept their baby blanket? I know I still have mine. <laughs> I don't. Actually, yeah, I do. It was a little lamb, and it had my name engraved in it. Why are you lying? Why are you always lying? <laughs> and I lie. And then we get back to Rex. Rex buys his terrible son a car. <laughs> <laughs> He'll regret that soon. Yeah, he Rex. I, I, wrote, <laughs> I wrote Rex bribes Andrew with a car for his bad behavior. And oh. then he says... Um, he he tells Danielle like you're I'm paying for you to go to modeling school, and at first it really looks like he's just trying to take these kids away from Bree. Yes, and Bree gets rightly very upset, and she goes over to Gabby. I wrote that I like Gabby's shirt; it's like the pink ruffles. Yeah, and Gabby is like, "Come on, Bree, don't you want Danielle to be happy?" And Bree goes, "No." <laughs> And John is watching this interaction and he gets mad and breaks up with her because he said, what's in it for me? <laughs> <laughs> that he did. John in sandals gives me the ick. John just gave me the ick a lot in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> but seeing any man in sandals is a big ick for me. I didn't even notice the sandals. Yeah, because remember, he has to start wearing sandals oh, so he doesn't <laughs> leave socks in the house. <laughs> But I'm like, I could have done without seeing a man's foot this episode. We actually have more feet coming up again. And I'm like, Mark Cherry, when? did you collab with Dan Schneider? <laughs> in like two scenes. Um, yeah, so then John, they like meet up in the little shed. And she, he's like, I can't believe you'd send Danielle off. That's so selfish. Wasn't it for me? Um, and Gabby's like, okay, we can't. Like, let's just have one more night. Just come over tonight. Carlos has a little party. Mama Solis is dialed in, and she's been listening around the corner the whole time. I wrote, I'm waiting for Juanita's fate. <laughs> I got so mad at her. I'm like, let Gabby have her fun. <laughs> Literally. In the next scene, Lynette is in sandals again. She's going to start stealing meds from little Timmy. <laughs> okay, you're the one who's noticing everybody's feet. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> because I even said in one of the recent episodes, like, Lynette loves a sandal. And then we had the Tom thing when he was... I guess I just... I never really look at Pete. I can't... So a foot fetish. <laughs> Help. No, I just watched a lot of Dan Schneider exposed videos. Oh. So you're just, like, noticing if people put bare feet on TV? <laughs> I hate What's wrong it with your so tongue? Much. Oh, there's so much wrong with my tongue. <laughs> no, it hurts really bad. It hurts really bad. It's, like... It looks like a geographic map. <laughs> Yeah. Why, why does it look like that? I don't know. You need to change your diet. For real. You do. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you need to change your diet? That's what my dad would say. That's what he says to me. And I'm like, I eat at Erwan. I'm in pain. And you're talking about Erwan and foot <laughs> fetishes? Kill yourself. <laughs> don't put that in. You said it a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Lynette sets up a 
Patreon. <laughs> Prenup. She's a simple playdate for Porter and Preston with the most hyperactive kid because um, she she knows they'll have ADHD men. So she goes in and she takes all of them. I think that's a pretty noticeable, like she took so many pills that I, I can't, I, I'm shocked the mom didn't notice. Yeah, she took like the whole thing. She She's like taking one or two, they're body. not going to notice, but she took yeah. all of them, so. Yeah, and She's, then. But that's an addict. The addict mom is going to your... know because it's like who else was asking about her kids' yeah. ADD meds. Um, and then Paul officially puts a hit out for Edie. He was like, kill that woman. Paul loved his life before. He was talking to the investigator and he was like, we were such a happy family. And it just made me feel for him again. Because he is a great man. Like, he's just trying to avenge his, his wife. Yeah. And he's just trying to figure it out. Um, he, it's just, I don't know. And Dana All was a baby. Better. Dana was a baby. <laughs> Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> um, and then Bree puts all of her kid stuff outside. <laughs> <laughs> and locks the door, changes the locks. And she's like, you can either not go to New York, Danielle, and you can return that car, Andrew, and I'll give you the keys, or you're not living here. And Danielle caves immediately. She's like, yeah, I love my life. I won't go to New York. I don't care that much. I don't really have that much ambition or a brain. She doesn't. She doesn't. So she's like, okay, whatever. She just goes back inside. Andrew's like, absolutely not. I hate my mother. Mother, you're evil wench <laughs> and he said it just like that he too. did that's that's the exact direct quote um and her skin looks like, amazing no i want to live with dad who marcia Bree, marcia yeah so we get to paul young's open house and for whatever reason the entire neighborhood wants to look in this house well i can tell you why why they're all fascinated by the death yeah well it's funny because because Mike was like, this is the one house I haven't gotten a chance to really go into. You were there at the funeral in the first episode. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Yeah. Inconsistency. Mm -hmm. <gasps> You've been there before, Mike. But maybe he, like, he didn't really notice yet. He wasn't registering the house because yeah. he saw Susan and he was like, everything went black around yeah. him except for Susan. He forgot that he even had to do this. Um, so they're talking and... Kendra says, no, Mike says something to Kendra. I have to take you to Saddle Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, because we laughed and he was like mumbling a little bit. I think it was like the last time we saw his, her. Is that what he said? One of the last places she was seen. Wait, what? Why, why are they going to Saddle Ranch? He was just like, I have to take you somewhere while you're here. There's this great place, Saddle Ranch <laughs> Shop House. <laughs> so they go to Saddle Ranch and who overhears that? Edie. Edie, who is giving Barbie yet again. Yes. And trying to spook Susan. And Susan's like, and she goes to Susan and she's like, um, they're going out on a date to Saddle Ranch. Susan, we're going. And Susan's like, I don't want to do that. Jump cut. They're at Saddle Ranch. Yes. Immediately. So this is the first scene that we are going to reenact on the Patreon because it's hilarious. Like, Should we go to Saddle Ranch tomorrow? We're going to men. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, guys, if you're in the Los Angeles area, <laughs> come to Saddle Ranch tomorrow. Will you ride the bull? I'll ride the bull. I don't want to because my back, but I think you should ride the bull. Yeah. Okay. Guys, we're going to put summer riding. No, that's going to be so funny on our TikTok and Instagram. Wait. 
we should dress up as Edie and Susan. I don't have clothing like Susan. She just wears cardigans all the time. I like that you immediately were like, I'm going to be Susan. <laughs> well. <laughs> was, no, was there a question? Oh. I can't picture you as Susan. I'm not Susan at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, let's, we have to go to Sound Ranch tomorrow. Edie is so deeply ingrained in your chart. Yeah, we have she to go. You know, I never thought I was Edie. And now I'm watching and I'm like, <laughs> baby, actually, a little. No, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I would love to go to Saddle Ranch tomorrow. Yeah, we're going. I don't even care, like, what we eat. I'll get onions in my salad. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys. So if you're in the LA area, meet up tomorrow at Saddle Ranch. <laughs> Somebody's going to come up to us. I think they will. We'll post too. We'll be like, hey, guys, we're on our way to Saddle Ranch. Good idea. Come through. I really hope there's no, like, stalker joke. <laughs> I want to kill those girls. <laughs> Paul, the young cosplayer. At Disneyland, some Summer saw some kid. And she goes, oh, that's Zach Young. <laughs> Zach Young, who now is like 40. Yes, but he looked he exactly did look, he did like young Zach. Young. Yeah, young Zach Young. <laughs> <laughs> young comma Zach. Um, yeah, so anyway, so they're, they're at Saddle Ranch, and they're kind of just walk, watching Mike and They're just Kendra. sneaking out. But, like, Kendra's all over Mike. She has her arm on. Like, they look like they're on a date. And so um, Susan and Edie are really teaming up, and I'm obsessed with them right now. Yes, they are the dynamic duo. Yeah. Just like us. Second only to us, I would say. I agree. And then Carlos takes his mom to the business dinner. And Gabby's like, I have cramps. I'm not going. Take good care of him, Mama Solis. She goes, I always do. <laughs> we laughed at that. Yeah, we giggled. When and we then, get back to Saddle Ranch. Yeah, we're, we're cutting back and forth right yes. now. Yes. So it's kind of intercut. We see Edie on the bowl, which is just so funny to me. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so weird. I wrote that. We <laughs> we should cosplay Susan and Edie when we go to Saddle <laughs> <laughs> I fully forgot I wrote that. Okay, well, we should. We'll figure. We have some type of outfit. We can figure it out. Yeah, we we'll throw to. something we'll together. Throw something together. Um, yeah, so Edie rides the bowl. Mike catches Susan. Fully. Obviously. Yeah, he's like, what are you doing here? She goes... <laughs> I came here to ride the bull. <laughs> and he goes, she goes, easier? That's crazy. And he goes, I saw her. She said, you came together. <laughs> and he said, jig is up. <laughs> That's when I was like, I think I am Edie. Yes. And my note here is that I low-key love Susan, even in her cringiest, quirky girl moments. No, yeah. This is when the tides turn on Susan. And I just, she's adorable. Even when she's being not like other girls, like I still stand. Yeah. And she, so she's like, I'm here to ride the and then she looks over and she sees Kendra being very touchy with Mike. Yes. She, like, Kendra walks over and puts her hand on Mike's shoulder. And I'm like, why is your body language pointing to lives? Yes, yes. Like, come on. So Susan sees that and she goes, I want to ride the bull. And she, like, rips her shirt. Yeah. And she stands next to the bull. And the bull. She looks amazing. Oh, she throws her hat at the controls. And then the bull starts up and it knocks her out. Yeah. Yeah. Which was just very Susan. So slay Susan. Um, and then we get to Rex and Andrew. Also, I want to, like, just to backtrack a second, I think, because, you know, if you if you study TV writing like we did, <laughs> these things, like, in a drama like this, everything kind of has to take time at the same place. Take yeah. place at the same time when yeah. 
things are cutting. So going from like the daytime um, open house and then immediately cutting to nighttime with Saddle Ranch was so seamless. Yeah. Because now everything that's taking place right now is like happening in real time together. It's funny you say that because my last note of this scene says, what will it take to write a show like this? Yeah. It's just seamless. No, it is. It's it's just perfect. Like, you can tell it's now nighttime for everybody. Yeah. Um. So, Rex, I said, Rex hates Andrew. He wants to leave his entire family. Andrew shows up and he's like, I really want to live with you. I hate mommy. I don't <laughs> want to be here anymore. Please, I can stay here in this grimy, disgusting hotel room. And Rex straight up is like, no, I have things to figure out. I don't want to be around my wife and children. Yeah. I hate you all. This is why I think Rex should have been the closeted gay character. I completely agree. Yes. There's so much that didn't get to get explored for yeah reasons unknown, but I don't know. Maybe that was going to be the storyline and then they switched it to Andrew. Well, my note for this whole scene says, when do we get rid of Rex again? And not soon enough, not soon enough. We see obviously Rex throw Andrew out. And yeah. so Andrew goes out to the car, dot, dot, dot. Here we go. He's in the driver's seat and he calls up his friend. I don't know if it's his future gay, but one of his friends <laughs> And he's like, hey, I can't stay with my dad. I have to go home to my mom. I'm not doing it sober. Do you have your fake ID? This is what Andrew is giving, <clears throat> if I may. Yes, go for it. Where are you? <laughs> and I'm so sorry. No, he really was. And it's like, this is why teenagers shouldn't have cars. Yes. Because, like, he doesn't have a frontal lobe. I mean, barely probably just got his license. Doesn't know not to drink and drive. So he's an idiot, by the way. Idiot. I said Lynette is giving Brie everything Tom wants. She's, like, running around being a homemaker for these, um, the business partners and everything. And um, Tom is, like, really struggling trying to impress his boss. And he's trying to pitch. It's just funny because this pitch I never actually paid attention to. Right. Like, all I heard was... But this time I was actually like, since I'm really like studying the show and I was listening and now I'm, I understand that yeah. world a little bit more. I was like, Oh, well, that's what they did marketing. And Tom says he wants it on like the windows of, he wants like ads for whatever. Somewhere where it's women going to appeal to women. Yeah. Yeah. And this was so giving Barbie because he's like, this is what's going to appeal to women. And Lynette, a woman, <laughs> Comes in and she goes, oh, you should put it on um, plastic laundry bags. Laundry bags. She goes, they hang in your closet forever. Like, you can't miss it. And she is just clearly the smarter of the two. Yes, yes. She's even dressed like she used to dress when she worked. Yes. And she looks so, so professional even though she's at home. It makes me sad because you can see she's so ha much happier working right. and, like, pitching ideas and stuff than what she's doing. Right. And my note for this scene was... Lynette is so talented. Like, this is where she's meant to be. Tom is feeling emasculated. Good. Yeah, he deserves to. I never realized... I, I, I always think so fondly of Tom yeah. when I think about this show. But it's like, looking back, he was not a great guy. I don't think that it, it's he's not a great guy. I think right now, it's just because he's just not the alpha. And you know what? Yeah. Sometimes that's okay. But... Their roles right now just don't fit who they are as people. But yeah. then later we'll see, you know, when he becomes, like, stay-at-home dad at a pizza restaurant. So. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's, like, my favorite Tom era, of course. Yeah. Um, 
So then we get back to Saddle Ranch and Ken, like Susan's like icing her face. Finally, Kendra comes over and she goes, Susan, Mike and I are just friends. Like we're old friends. I don't even like him. Don't worry about it. But then goes, you have to be careful. Yes. And she goes, ask him why he moved to Wisteria Lane. Has nobody asked him that question up to this point? I mean, I guess, no, that's a normal thing to be like, oh, what, what brings you to the lane? Or like, yeah. why did you decide to move? Even when I meet people in New York, I'm like, oh, what made you want to move to New York? I get Yeah, that's true. It's a conversation That's piece. true. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, but, but why? Like, just being so shady, being like, you really should be careful. Yeah. It's like, obviously, you secretly love Mike. Yeah. Like, all signs are pointing to that Kendra. Kendra feels like she came off of Zoe 101. Yeah, she really is. She Do you is know what I mean by that? Girl. No. Then why'd you say yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you'd follow up on it. Well, I am following well, no, up on continue. it. She looks and acts like she came off the first season of Zoe 101. Like, she seems to me somewhere between the Alexa Nicholas character and the, the Kristen Hernandez character. Nicole and, and Dana. Okay, yeah, I can kind of see that a little bit. We'll, we'll see what the listeners think. Okay. They're all like, no, you're crazy. <laughs> They're like, what's Zoe 101? Um, and then Edie is, at uh, first I was like, where did Edie go? And then you see she's just talking to a bunch of random men. So that checks for That's her. That's so real. And then the PI comes in. Yeah. He starts talking to Edie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hi. Yeah. Which was an interesting pair. Edie will really go for anybody, I guess. Edie loves men. Yeah. And you know what? Go off. <laughs> what am I going to do? Exactly. Like any man who gives her attention, she's like, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, there, there was a pair that I wrote earlier. Like, what do you think just for kicks? Edie and Paul. Does that never happen? No. Well, maybe if they did, all their problems would be solved. So I, they both just need one night. I think I want a fan fiction where Edie and Paul fall in love. So put that on okay. the list. <laughs> adding it to the list. So then John and yeah, this is like the climax of the episode. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> we're really, we're really like, we're getting into its final moments right now. This is the most important piece of the puzzle of quite practically the entire show. <laughs> I think because this really just like sticks, this lingers for years. Um, but John and Gabby are hooking up and Miss Mama Solis jumps out of a cab and she's like, stay around the corner. I'll be right back. And she runs up the stairs and she takes a photo of them. And John is like, I have to go after her. And Gabby just so calmly is just like, well, that's it. Yep. She, <laughs> she is resigned. She <laughs> It's just so funny when she goes, well, that's it then. Yep. (laughs) She's, like, moving so slowly, taking her time. (laughs) She goes and gets her huge, like, very 2004 Louis Vuitton bag. Yes, yes. And she's just, like, she's starting to pack. (laughs) (laughs) And John is, like, freaking out that she's not freaking out. So he goes after Juanita, of course. And they're fighting over the camera. I am not a fan of Juanita Solis. But Mama Solis, obviously. 
but I did write, get him Juanita. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> well, he's chasing her down the stairs. First of all, this is a six foot, how, he's not six feet. No. <laughs> no. This is a five seven tall man. Um running after a he just looks tall next to Juanita. Yeah, she's probably like five two. She's five, also three. older. Yeah. And he's like, get over here, old woman. <laughs> improv. <laughs> You're bad. You're bad. Um, get over here, old woman. And he's like, ah, and she swiftly beats him. She one, two, four, five hits him. And beats him up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. My next note for this scene is here it comes. Mm -hmm. And well, obviously we all know what happens next. Mama Solis is running to the cab and Andrew comes around. We need to reenact this for the Patreon. And hits her with the car, and I said, Mama Solis is the first victim in the Mark Cherry hit and runs. <laughs> because this is just a recurring trope over and over again. Yes. And the taxi driver comes over, obviously. He's like, that guy just came out of nowhere. He was flying down. Mm -hmm. And Gabby, this is something that dates the show, because she goes, do you have a cell phone? Yeah. And it's like, Gabby, no urgency. She's so yeah. happy. She's like, do you have a cell phone? <laughs> and then she just like looks at Mama Solis and just grabs the camera. That's when Gabby suddenly said, there is a God. She's just emotionless <laughs> yeah. right now. She's just like, she's been, she started disassociating when she got caught. Yeah. She yeah. just like goes from calmly packing her bags, just calmly watching Mama Solis get yes. hit by a car. She's just like, okay. <laughs> okay. See, I think that was her moment of desperation. Like that entire scene. Yes. Even though we didn't see it acted out in desperation. It was like that acceptance of it. Yeah. When on the inside, you know, she's losing it. She just like doesn't know how to feel. So she's just like, well, all right. And I get that when like so many things happen at once and suddenly you just like shut down. You're like, okay. I was going to say, I feel like you do that. I do. Yeah, I do. After like Kevin Jonas saw me as a person, <laughs> that's a story for the Patreon. I got in the cab and I was like, Okay. All right. I <laughs> never be front row ever again. Um, but yeah, so then we cut back to Tom and Lynette again. He's berating her because he feels emasculated still. But then she's blah, 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 and then he starts complimenting her aggressively. He I just know. turns around and he was like, You're so smart and so amazing. Everyone thinks you're the best mom, especially me, and it's like um, you just wanted an army of children. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Tom. Okay, but not in this episode. No, but I just, I just love, he's, they are such a good couple. I think it's because they're the most realistic couple. Yes, yes, like, they're like sure. the anchor. People said that on our TikTok too. Yes, yeah. Um, And then they're all like seeing Mama Solis outside on the ground and Brie. Is like, oh my God, go check on Gabby. This is like they're, we're, we're getting to everybody's stories. We're bringing them all together, yes. like at the ambulance. So then Tom and Lynette see something, they come outside. Brie comes outside. She goes, check on Gabby. I'm going to go into the house and get something. Andrew's in there sobbing, sobbing, crying. And Brie looks at him and she goes, what's going on? He goes, she goes, oh my God, we need help outside. And he goes, 
mommy. And she knows. Immediately. She knows. She, she knows. And I know. She knows. She knows. Um, and she, he doesn't have to say anything. She just calls up Rex. And she's it, that like, gives me a chill, too. I know. No, the acting in here. Yeah. Sean Pyformer. Good actor. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. I think he'd be a friend of the pond. Yeah. I think I think we could get the whole Vandekamp family. Vandekamp Hodge. I think they're like still a unit in my yes. mind. They're, that's a family. And I have would, an idea. They would all be friends of the pod. What if we get all of them on the same episode and call it Vandekamp Rules? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. We're, that's what we're going to do. This is the beginning of the huge Vandekamp secret. Yeah. And as much as I hate Rex, I don't think he has any redeeming qualities. Okay, guys, if you hear any background noise, I'm so sorry. Not only do we have roofers, but it sounds like there's a lawn, lawn blower or something. You know where this doesn't happen? New York City, baby. That is not true at I all. Um, so it's the beginning of the huge Vandekamp secret. And as much as I hate Rex, seeing him actually step up and be a father and, like, be the head of this family, I'm like, okay, I would have liked to see that before. Maybe he was good before. Because he immediately takes yeah. action, and he, they hide the car, and he's just, like, there for his family. So, I'm like, maybe when it was good, it was good. Do you think that if we had seen the earlier part of Rex and Bree's marriage, you remember when he was saying, like, what happened to the woman who used to, like, laugh and snort and, like, burn the toast or whatever? Yeah. If we had seen that dynamic between them, do you think we would hate Rex as much as we do? I don't think so. I don't think yeah. so. Just based on like this clip. Yeah. And this is all him. the context that this we This is all the context. Like when in doubt, he finally like stepped up for the family and was like, okay, like we're gonna, we're gonna About protect time. him. Yeah. So nice to see him do something selfless and not say what's in it for me. Not for long. Yeah. Yeah. Bree calls <laughs> him up. Bree calls him up. Why don't you just call, call Rex up? Taylor up. <laughs> Bree calls him up and she's like, I need your help. And he immediately comes, no questions asked, to yeah. say, what's in it for me? Um, and then they hide the car and we black out. This was a great episode. This is one of my favorite episodes because it really just like, it sets, it sets it for the rest of the show. Okay, guys, thank you for joining us today. Um, I'm going to try to get this out, episode out as soon as possible. <laughs> Yes. Um, Go follow our Instagram at we are going to tell TikTok. We're going to tell Pod. Patreon. We are going to try to set up an account. We're, I'm going to figure that out like right as I get off, um, so you can hear all of our fun stories. I also want to want to set up a Facebook page because I yes. feel like we're actually building a little community now, and I want to like hear from everybody so you guys can all talk about the episode, talk about the pod, um, and this can be more of like a conversation rather than just listening to the two of us yeah we can't wait to see you next time this has been we know what you did it makes us sick we're going to tell bye guys